Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We started this podcast because mental health is complicated and the stigma surrounding it can make us feel alone. So we are here to share authentic stories in order to normalize and prioritize mental health. We believe in professional therapy. We both use it on our own healing journeys, but we also know it isn't one size fits all. So we are here to provide tools from our own experiences, as well as those from our guests and professionals that come on the show. Thank you for being here as we navigate the complexities of mental health and mental illness together. Remember, hold on warriors, we're gonna make it. everyone to another episode of the unqualified therapist we're having a good time in studio tonight it's a girl's night we've got glasses of wine we have a charcuterie board made by my little daughter (laughs) and we have pittsburgh's kdka heather abraham in the house with us tonight i am so the wine and the charcuterie board i (laughs) i might not leave we may be here for a while we're okay with that we're good with that we hang for a while sometimes Uh yes we do it's it's fun trying to pare down three hours to one sometimes i'm sure <laughs> Heather is an award-winning journalist, having been nominated for several Emmys. She currently hosts KDKA's Pittsburgh Today Live with David Highfield. That airs every weekday morning at 9 a.m. And she's also the host of Talk Pittsburgh, which is every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. She's married to a Pittsburgh firefighter, and they have three beautiful children. And she's just an all-around amazing human being. And we're so thankful to have her here with us. It's, we can say we're like flipping the... We are flipping the script, script here. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we're asking the questions now. I know. <laughs> it's been so wonderful having you guys on our new show, Aww. Talk Pittsburgh, and getting to know you. I mean, I'm just listening to your podcast, and I think I told you guys when I was first developing the show and talking about concepts and things that we wanted to do on it. I discovered your podcast yeah. and I was like, I, you were on my list. Like one of my first notepads I of like who that. I wanted to reach out it. to. I love so. that so much. Yes. And we reached out and she was like, I swear you were next to call. <laughs> I did. I, well, cause I don't know about you guys, but I, and I love your little board here, but I have notes everywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. notepads. And so I would like start a list on a Monday and then by Friday I'm working in a different notebook. Yep. And, oh my gosh. You know, we say that all the time. Story of our lives. <laughs> we're like, which notebook did we write mm-hmm. that in? I don't know. Scrap paper, mm-hmm. everything. Uh-huh. I am not organized when it comes to my headspace and like taking notes and what to do yeah I have hidden for you all of the envelopes and crap that I write on that's like usually pretending a little bit tonight don't pretend we're all there we're all there I have major ADHD brain so it's all over the place that's why we have sticky notes over here we have sticky notes on the board we have the board the whiteboard we try really hard to keep it 
orderly, but it's difficult. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen the recent commercial where the mom has sticky notes on her phone, like, oh, I'll just set a reminder yes. on my phone. Yes. And she writes it down on a sticky note and sticks I it to not, her phone. But that's fantastic, and, and I've done it. I yeah. feel like that's me. I'm mm -hmm. like, I'll set it in my phone and also write it down and write it down somewhere uh -huh. else, too. Yeah. <laughs> Still won't remember. No. And sometimes I like to use other people. I'm like, Sarah, I'm just saying this out loud. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you can remember, yes. too. <laughs> and maybe two of us. Yeah. Well, yes. So we all have the scatter brain mm -hmm. and have a difficult time keeping it in check. And I think that's just generally being a woman, first of all, yeah. and then being a woman in the professional world and then add on top of that being a mother Oh yeah. and then add on top of that any kind of trying to have any sort of social life, personal life, love life. Yeah, and I don't know any yeah. of that stuff. <laughs> that extra stuff, the stuff that should be more important. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we wanted to talk to you tonight just about how you're in the public eye. Mm -hmm. And so you're recognizable and you go on TV in front of Pittsburgh every day and smile and look amazing and have all of this energy. And we just want to know how you do that and manage your mental health. Because as a person, sometimes yeah. we're sitting yeah. in the couches going like, how is she doing this back to back to back to yes. back to back? Oh, you're I just so... Took, I just took a deep breath when you guys were talking about <laughs> it. <too. laughs> do you guys, do you, but do you feel uh, in this? I know I shouldn't be asking the questions, but I and do okay. think, I don't know. Don't you feel that you just do? Yes. And yes. I think I so so when you guys are watching in the studio and I'm going and mm -hmm. I'm just doing I just feel like you just you just do and you're like, okay, well this part is over at four and then the next part is gonna be over at five. I feel like I'm just segmenting my day. Yes. Right. In this way, like, okay, these are all the things that I have to get done and I'm just gonna put it into like little time boxes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Compartmentalizing is Definitely key. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a bad thing to do? Like, what would no, a therapist I don't think say? It's, I, don't, I, don't I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think, too, that... Sarah and I feel this way that no matter how awful our day is when we get to interview someone cool or someone awesome it shifts our mood and we're yeah. like able to be in the moment and you do get to interview a lot of very amazing people yeah so as far as doing it all and doing it in the public eye I told you I was going to take you back to 2020 yes, do it, do it. <laughs> so up until then I think um I was just you know I was still a young mom we had two kids and um we're getting ready to have our third right before the pandemic. And so I'm doing PTL and I'm anchoring the morning and I'm waking up at two 30 in the morning every day. And like, you know, just doing the thing. And then my son was born and I was still breastfeeding and still pumping and back to work. And then the pandemic happened and all of a sudden no one else could be in the studio. It was just me. So I'm coming in we start the morning newscast at four 30 in the morning. And I was anchoring up until like eight 30, half an hour break so that I could pump back on the air for PTL and on PTL I'm I had to be happy yeah you know we yeah. were we told people we're gonna give you a break from the crazy that's happening right now and the upsetting things that are happening right now we're gonna put all of that aside and we're just gonna almost pretend like it's not happening to right. give you a break like mm. I had to be this different person when I was feeling all this overwhelming stress and like you know uh, thinking in the middle of the show oh, my pump parts are still dirty is it oh, gonna like yeah. get bacteria yeah. and like you know just thinking all these things and it was really, really hard. And um, it was around that time that I started to shift and think, okay, maybe morning news isn't for me anymore. I don't know if I can consume the amount of news that yeah. I'm delivering because we're doing it in these very short bursts. Mm -hmm. So we're giving people like 
20 seconds of really bad news and then we just have to move on like and so the weather today yeah. is gonna be because we know people's days are busy so we have to give it very short and very brief and yet in my head i'm thinking oh my gosh wait that's happening like that's happening right now to mm -hmm. somebody else right and it was really hard for me to process and that's when i was kind of like okay i need to shift what i'm doing professionally mm -hmm. I'd rather be interviewing people who are making a difference, who are having conversations like you guys have, who are, you know, I don't know, change makers. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be in that space than what I'm doing now. Right. No. That, so, so you took a step then. Yeah. To change the situation you were in to right. better your mental health. Yes. That's amazing. That's a huge, that's brave. Well, and it doesn't happen overnight. I'm sure as you guys know too. Mm -hmm. So that was 2020 and it wasn't until last year that I finally mm -hmm. officially came off morning. So it was really two years of me getting to that point of saying out loud, I don't want to do this anymore. And I, I have to be brave enough to go into my boss's office yeah. and say, mm -hmm. I don't want you to fire me, yeah. but I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> right. Um, and, and here's an idea. Here's something that we could do in place of what I'm doing now. So I can still have a job. <laughs> <laughs> that is really, but that's that scary. Is super scary. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and I think, realizing I don't know that even if they said well this is what we need you to do yeah. that I would be okay saying okay that I need to do something else mm. and it's really hard to get to that point where you're willing to give yeah. up your career but I just knew that I, ha I had to do something for me mm -hmm. and make that change when you get to that point you know right that there's yeah. really nothing there's no money there's no fame no. there's nothing that could right. be worth it Right. To lose that part of yourself. Mm -hmm. Also, that being said, I tried Lexapro mm -hmm. and some other things and finally ended up with Cymbalta and I feel much better. Good. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> In addition to therapy and like working through all that yeah, stuff. Right. You know. Right. But it, I, it is hard. I mean, when you hear people say like, oh, I can't watch news. It's all bad. It isn't. But when you're delivering it, it does feel that way sometimes. It's almost like you're having like an existential crisis every day because you're like, yeah, what is happening? Why? Like, cause right. it's constantly in your face. We can turn it off. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and you just can't. not watch. But right. it's constantly mm -hmm. there for you. Right. And so in the morning, too, we would do two and a half hours. And a lot of that stuff is told in different ways, but it's the same information. So we'll have, you know, we would be talking about how many people were killed in Hawaii in the mm -hmm. wildfires. Mm -hmm. And then you're talking about, you know, what's happened here locally with devastation. And so it's like all of this stuff over and over and over again for two right. and a half hours. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a it lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. How did you handle that when you were in that? What did you do for yourself to, um, to shake that off and like go into your person like I'm just gonna go be Heather now and yeah. not I don't know news reporter Heather <laughs> I don't know I mean you know home was very important to mm -hmm. me and I sometimes I I my husband was probably the one who noticed it more than I did you know he mm -hmm. saw how I was changing at home mm -hmm. not that I was unhappy at home but I think that he saw I needed this mm -hmm. and so when we really started talking about it and me finally making the move to tell my boss I, you know he he really encouraged it and he thought you know we'll figure it out like yeah. whatever happens happens and hopefully this is like you're on this path and this is where you're gonna stay and you'll be able to stay in news and doing what you love but he was like and if it doesn't work out then that's okay we'll figure it out yeah. right that's probably a huge part of it too is having a supportive partner yeah yeah that's someone that you can lean on and trust and know that they're gonna be okay right. with you making this big life decision too yeah. but 
Did you do all in studio in 2020 then? Yeah. So yeah. you were like one of the only, you know, besides our people yes. were going from home. Medical, yes. you know, everybody besides medical people, that you were one of the only ones going in then. Yeah. Yeah. So we had very limited crew. We had limited producers. And quite honestly, I think my breaking point in the pandemic, and this sounds so simple, but it, sometimes that's what it is. Sure. We put up, um, we had to put up the dividers mm -hmm. from our cubicles, you know, oh, wow. because they didn't want the people who were coming in to be in close contact or yeah. if somebody sneezed, you know, all of that stuff was taken into consideration. And so when they put them up, I felt like I was being put into like mm -hmm. this box and I felt so claustrophobic and I had to leave work early and twice during 2020 I went to the doctor thinking that I was having I was having chest pain yeah sure. and I realized yeah. later they were panic attacks yeah but yeah wow yeah <laughs> it, just, it seems like so long ago and so wild it you know it feels, feels really so long, long ago. ago yeah and it was not it was not what's it like to just go do regular things like is everybody <laughs> just like Heather so I'll, I'll tell you, we went to Eaton Park for dinner and I, my husband was at home. He's studying for the lieutenant's exam. Oh, and, that's awesome. Yeah, but he's a firefighter for the city. So he was studying and I said, I'll take the kids out. And so we went to Eaton Park for dinner and my kids were having one of those nights where everything was funny. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. you know, when you hear them laugh and they're all getting along, yeah. you don't want to stop them. Right, no. right. And at the same time, it was getting to that point where it was so loud. You know, Rocco's standing yeah. up and he's making funny faces. Like he's standing in the booth and making funny faces. And Aww. Lila's laughing and spitting out her water everywhere. And then Sonny's <laughs> laughing and they're on the floor. And I mean, it was, I mean, I would say embarrassing. And then I realized I just don't, I don't care. Okay. And right? yes. All yes. these people are coming by and they're like, oh, I love you on the, on the TV. I love your, <laughs> I love your programs. And they're, so they're stopping me. And I'm like, I'm so sorry for the noise. This poor family was sitting yeah. behind us. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but I can't. Yeah, tell them to stop. No, this is so fun. Not when they're getting along. Right? And when laughing, they're getting along, no way. Let that go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I do get stopped. I I would say a decent amount, and it's everywhere from like Target to the grocery store to everywhere. And I got into this phase where I thought that I had to have makeup on everywhere and yeah. like look yeah. put together. Mm -hmm. And then I just stopped. Yeah. Good for you. I That's don't know. great. I mean, I you can't. No. It's even more exhausting then. It's so exhausting. Yeah. I'm not even on TV and I went through a time that I felt like I had to wear makeup every day. Like yeah. I would not leave the house if I didn't have mascara on and full eye makeup and whatever. And now I put on lipstick and that's it. The end. Yeah. And I just roll with it. It was a huge thing at first. I felt like it's so stupid because these people don't know me. I've never seen them right. in my life before. And I'm like, they know I don't have makeup They're on. Definitely They're definitely looking, looking at me. They're looking at me. They're mm -hmm. looking at yeah. me and thinking, For wow, sure. she needs some makeup. Well, <laughs> there is still a fair amount of judging. Mm. You oh, know? yeah. I do think, you know, we'd like to think we're in a better place, but we are not yeah. always. We, no. 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 I haven't looked ever since that one time, but the time that we were on your show talking about clothing yeah the facebook comments about us were so mean that i was like <gasps> yeah. oh i'm never so looking again sorry. it was like maybe you should just work out and it was like some old guy <gasps> yeah. and i was oh. like trust me we looked him up <laughs> okay. oh i looked Wait, him up hold on hold on he hold was living thought. in his basement okay. his mom's basement <laughs> i want you to hold this thought because if i have it in my bag i'm going to read this to you oh, oh yes do oh, it's it. a good one. Oh, i'm excited about this <laughs> I received this letter and I'm so hoping that I have it in here. I'm going to dig it out, but we get judged on everything. And oh, I'm sure. One of my favorite things is a handwritten letter. 
Um, oh, the, they you, really, you took the time. You, they take the time. Yes. And there's no return address. Mm-hmm. Um, it's And I don't know if they're choosing uh, to send it this way because they don't have social media or if, if they just don't want to be identified. Oh, please tell me I have it. Nope, just receipts. Okay. All right. So I'll just tell you. I would love if you had it. That would be incredible. Okay. So here's the gist of it. I get this letter in the mail, handwritten, after I had shown pizzas that I made for David and his husband, Gary. They came over for an evening to have some drinks and light appetizers. Yeah. And I made a pizza on an old cooking sheet, baking sheet. And this woman wrote to me and said, I can't believe your baking sheets are that dirty. (gasps) Get out of (laughs) Come on. Why would you serve anything on that? That is disgusting. Oh my gosh. Do better. And I was like, whoa. Wow. Do better. So, (laughs) wow. Throw them out, get new ones. And I thought, do you not have anything like that in your house? Like, don't we all have? Oh yes, I have baking sheets over baking sheets. Of course, because who's gonna scrub them? Not me. I was born. They're from my mom's house, like from my parents' house, and they are brown. Like they are right. Yeah, that's what happens to them. Oh yeah. my gosh. So I'm sorry that you received yeah. oh, some wait, of that. We got but, over it. Oh no. We got over it. We were okay with it. When as soon as we saw we were like, it doesn't matter who it says took, it really, but like it as took soon me as like you a full saw day. who it was. I'm not gonna lie. It took me like a full day to get over it. Yeah. Because I at first I was like real hurt. I was like I got upset and I was like, why? And then I got upset for getting upset. Right. Right. I thought, right. why am I letting this person I don't even know yeah. get under my skin like this? And bother my and bother, day. Yes. And, and how I feel day. about myself. Well, and you know, when I started, I was 26 mm-hmm. on the air. So, I, you know, I'm a hot little thing. I'm yeah. in my mid-20s. Right. Like, yes. The best I'll ever look right. in my right. life. Everything exactly. is where it's supposed to be. <laughs> I haven't had kids yet. Yeah. Like, nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. Everything is as perfect as it'll ever be on yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Right? And so... I've been at the station now for 13 years and people have watched my body change on the air. I, they've watched me age. Yeah. And so along with that, I get some of the same comments. Like I will admit, like I get a little Botox. Yeah. I don't care. It makes me feel good. Yeah, I like yeah. to do it on my forehead. I don't like the wrinkles in my mid thirties. So I started to do it. But even that, like you look aged or you look like, um, like you've had too much work done, you know, or you look like you've gained weight. I don't know. It's I, just they'll all say of the it. smallest things, like right. the tiniest things. And I'm like, but did you hear anything we said? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It is. It is a really interesting mind fuck because yes. you're like, I don't know you at all. Yeah. And right. I don't know why I care. And this is really messed up. So how do you handle that? Because you you have shared on social media some of these things that people oh, yeah. say. I remember you sharing about someone it was right before we went on. you about not wearing pantyhose. Oh, yeah. I was like, are we serious? Is this Who has worn pantyhose in the last 25 years? And <laughs> I use platforms, much like you guys use your podcast, yeah. to rant about whatever mm-hmm. I want because it's right. my social channel. Exactly. So if I want to talk or talk on the air mm-hmm. about not wearing pantyhose, so be it. Right. I don't know how I get over it. I think it's just that... I have to remind myself kind of what you guys just said. You can get 10 good comments and one negative comment. And the one that sticks with you is this one negative comment for some reason, because it makes you question everything about your being and what's wrong with you. And it doesn't matter. Nothing's wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with me. I am who I am. Right. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's just somebody sitting back behind a computer or like behind their pen and paper. (laughs) Just writing a letter. Why you would care. At that level, right? To like write a letter. Oh, those pans. Oh, wow. (laughs) 
it would have been hard for me not to like read it on air the next day and yeah. been like David look <laughs> and I, I don't want to be mad at older women but a lot of the times it is older yeah. women and I don't get it they think that I talk over David you know they, and I don't know if that's like I'm not oh, giving the man my. the respect oh. that he needs mm-hmm. he's talking mm-hmm. Shh. right I don't know I don't know what it is but a lot of times it's older women a generational, generational thing mm-hmm. yeah for yeah, sure we'll just say that it's the same group of people who when my mom was like everyone go listen to the podcast about barbie that sarah and amy did because the movie's this and then all of the older people were like what commenting about like, barbie about the that movie was, and that how was terrible the dumbest was. movie oh, ever no. that didn't even make sense to me and i'm like how oh wait I know you guys already talked about this, so oh, maybe no, I shouldn't it's okay. talk about it. It's but, okay. Uh, I, I took my two girls, which some people questioned because they were like, they're too young. It's nope. PG-13. What are you doing? Bad There's mom shame on you. nothing in there. No. They loved the genital scene. Like, yeah. they thought oh, that yeah. was hysterical. The funniest thing ever, yeah. Um, but when she did her speech, yeah, I cried without mm-hmm. even knowing Same. that I was crying. Like, yeah. it just, it felt like every year of my life that I have lived that... I had not been able to verbalize the yes. pressure and everything that we feel. It just came out. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I didn't even cry at my wedding. Like I don't cry. <laughs> I don't cry at all, but it just came out. Yeah. It was like you were seen. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 It was beautiful. I love that moment. So did you like the movie then? <laughs> I loved it. Oh good. I, I was so it. glad. <laughs> I thought we, you would. <laughs> we really, we loved it. We did. We did. I need to see it again. I do I feel too. like I missed a lot. Like there was, yes. when this, th- so she and I discussed it on a show and we had Dr. Katie Stewart as well as a friend of ours and so she's a psychologist because so we wanted to have like a psychologist's view on it yeah and when we were each talking about the things that really like were poignant to each of us it was all so different and so I was like we need to go see this again to pull out the other parts that you know may yeah. not have stood out to us at the first time yeah oh my gosh so okay let's say you wake up okay so so here's here's how I'm thinking about this and I guess I understand because I do it too but I'm in a very like terrible spot right now like depression sneaking back in my anxiety like I don't really know what's going on but then how do you like go on air if you feel like shit when you wake up like you're in a bad spot well today was a good example because I woke up with a migraine oh so I'm in this this dreaded place right now at 39 where I've had three C-sections and do you guys talk about periods? Oh, for yes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So my periods are like eight days long. They're yes, awful. Gosh. I feel like a teenager again. Welcome They're, to our world. Yeah, so <laughs> I, you know, 25 day cycles mm-hmm. and you know, I just, I feel so helpless because I'm not 40 yet. So no one will take me seriously because it can't right. be perimenopause right. and it can't be all these things. And it's just, oh, sorry, you've had babies and this is just your body changes. Um, so I've been getting a lot of hormonal headaches and I woke up this this morning with a migraine and I was like oh god I have so much to do today I cannot feel like this yeah I can't take off sick I can't I have to show up and I don't I don't know I just muscled through I decided to take a walk today to go get lunch even though I wasn't really hungry just to get out yeah. of the office and mm. get some sunshine which turned into a spotted lantern fly kill fest. Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> um, they're so bad. They're, they're so bad. Everywhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot of time that I feel like that now, especially my menstrual cycles are just awful. So yeah. I feel like it more and more. And that's one of those things that I don't feel like I can go on the air and be like, oh God, I have my period. I feel awful. What's next? I can't do it. You know, as much as we can talk about it, I just don't think that everybody at home cares to know. Right. Poor David, like the sight of blood would make him pass out. So I can't, 
talking about it for five minutes, he would yeah. be beside himself. I think that's part of our struggle as mm-hmm. women is that we have to like quietly endure so yes. much. Yes. So much. So much. Like whether it's anxiety or depression or, you know, cramps or any of that stuff. It's just, you know, I mean, gosh, like. Uh, running to the bathroom in the middle of the yep. show so that yep. I could make yep. sure that I'm okay. Right. Yeah. Like right. that kind of stuff is happening and you can't tell anybody. Nobody wants to know. Nobody <laughs> wants to talk about it. And so, you know, you and just quietly think, endure. I think mm. sometimes when people think you're older that you're not dealing with that. Yeah. I called Sarah today and I was like, I think it's back. So I have, I'm too old to be on birth control. And so yeah. I have, I had a C-section ever since that. It's been deadly whatever is happening inside of me is so bad that I was like please please Sarah don't let it be today and I was like I'm just gonna take a bunch of Advil and hope for the best (laughs) because when it happens I'm like done yeah like that's it I'm in bed crying and that's we're over I get it I'm going to give you and all of our listeners a little witchcraft solution Ooh. to it all, which... Um, Get out your uterus. She I just knows. want to take it well, out. I did. Oh, I did that. Yes. yes. <laughs> but I hate to break this to you. This is really sad news. I'm uh-huh. sorry. And this is um, very sad. I still get cysts that burst. So I still... Because oh. I still have my ovaries. So I had I my had uterus that. taken out. Um, but I still get the cysts that burst and I still get uterine... like Or ovarian cramps and yeah. cramping. But not every month. It is... A million times better than oh, when I had my uterus. it's so bad for you. It is, yeah. but it's only every four months or so instead of every single month. Yeah. And for eight days and like all this, these long cycles. So one, after we're done, I'm going to give you my OB's office because my OB is amazing. And he'll, li- he'll listen to you. Which is what I need. Like, yeah. I'm astounded. He's right. amazing. And he'll do what you need to do. <laughs> and two, I work for a little boutique in Lawrenceville called Una Biologicals. And she makes this tea called Don't Cramp My Style Tea. And it is literally the only thing that works. When I have a cyst that's bursting, oh. it takes the pain away. Oh. And it's the only thing that does. So everybody go out there. You can only get it in the store. You can't get it online. Sorry. So if you want it, from, DM me. I'll send you some if you want it. I have only had, I, that's only happened to me about four or five times mm. in my life. It's awful. But in that, because you have like internal bleeding and it's uh-huh. not it's not a lot but it's right. enough mm-hmm. and so once that creeps into your body I like I couldn't move I'd no be, I'd just be in one position like yeah you just have to wait for it to kind of pass pass yeah it's yeah. awful Ooh. I wanted to read this post I put it in my stories a little while ago um it's from I am 30 AF you go follow this oh, account I love that they're account. great they're so great I follow them yeah. yes so they put up um 14th century doctors be like I don't know what's wrong with you, but you're a woman, so I diagnose you with witchcraft. <laughs> 19th century doctors be like, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you're a woman, so I diagnose you with hysteria. Yeah. 21st century doctors be like, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you're a woman, so I don't believe anything is wrong with you, and I won't diagnose you. Yeah. And then she said, that's not entirely fair. Sometimes they diagnose you as fat. That's oh, right. Oh, every yeah. time, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. The uh, yep. obesity chart. You're overweight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That oh chart's gosh. real fucking fun yeah. and yeah. false. Yes. I ju- and I've noticed that. Like, I'm 5'1", so mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. overweight. Like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just... I can't- like I can't <laughs> fathom that. Yep. Like you saying that is just blows my mind. So you know, I've I've had three C sections. So you know how you get like uh, the lump, the lump. Like there's like the the C section scar. Oh, so you I have know. Like the little, little, I, I know what it is. C-section, yeah, so. I don't talk about it because it's ugly. Well, Stop. so you have like you have like the bottom bump and then the top bump and then you have like the normal belly fat that you have. So it's yes. like you know there's, you just have. My lumps, my lumps, like the Perky song. Yeah, I'm like, so <laughs> happy somebody else is talking about this. I've been so alone in my C-section lump. 
so it's like you know it's not humps anymore it's lumps it's like my lumps my lumps so that's that's what it is but I, I started to think like oh man my body is turning into every older woman's body I that know. I've ever known yes you know like I remember my grandma sitting down and she was still petite even in and her 80s and she, but had, she the, had the you know it yeah. was almost like she was Pooch. yeah yeah. We'll call like it she was six months is. pregnant. You it's know? a pooch. It's like you just, uh, I don't, I think after you've had babies, you always just kind of like you, look a little right. pregnant. You, like just you, just <laughs> you just do. You just do. You just do. You're just always going to be mm-hmm. soft and maternal now. And, and that is okay. And that's okay. We're going to be okay with that. Yes. Yeah. But can we please get you new chairs? Oh, at I the know. studio. I know. They make my lumps look lumpier. I know. Stop it. Every Stop. single person who sits in those chairs is oh, like, is where, that just us? How sh- where should I? How should I put my legs? And <laughs> because like, it's mm. super deep. But the so, chairs on the set are like super, super deep. deep. Yeah. So, you weren't there last time. I played these games. What have we been on? Four times? Five yeah. times? I don't know. But I was like, fuck that. I'm sitting all the way back yeah. today. So what did you do? So you sat, sat all the way all back. So what did what, you do with your legs? I did the I did the nice She's cross. She's tall yeah. though. Okay. Oh, right. I did the yeah. nice cross. But here's what I watched. Every man that you interview yeah. sits all the way back, legs, legs open. open, doesn't give a f- yeah. no matter how right. big they are. Yeah. I know. And I thought, damn it, I'm sitting on the half edge <laughs> trying yeah. to sit up tall. You're like Tits side up. saddling. <laughs> like I'm like, <laughs> We just side saddle our way through life. Exactly. Exactly. I was, like, the edge. I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm sitting all the way yeah. back. Now, if I sat all the way back, my legs would be sticking straight oh, yeah. out. Because I have, like, the shortest legs. <laughs> exactly. I'd be swinging my legs. I was like, whatever <laughs> angle you get, I don't even care, okay? <laughs> I'm tired of this. Oh, my god. But it's interesting because it's true. All the men sit all the way back. And yeah, I thought, I that is not fair. I know. Well, I it know. has. That's another to the, the dating app that this friend of mine had me looking at all of their profile pictures are taken from underneath and like <laughs> from you know it's just this very unflattering angle. and they don't care they don't they're care. like see my 72 chins they i don't, don't care. care and i just want that confidence yeah. right how do we get it well and you guys are raising kids too and i i want to I may be a lost cause, but I want to give that to my kids yes. so that they have it. And I don't know how you do that because eventually they stop listening and you're just stupid. Right, like, right. Eventually, I know that's going to happen. So mm-hmm. I can try my hardest now before I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. But how do you how do you make sure that they're confident women later on? I don't know. The only thing I've been doing is just letting my daughter just be her. Yeah. Without any input because... I don't know about you all, but like, so we were kids in the eighties. Right. And so our parents, my mom, at least it was like, I had matching outfits. I had very, it was very like put together, you know, hairbrushed, whatever. And for her, she's just, that's just not her. Yeah. So she rolls out in like way too big of basketball shorts, a shirt that's like stained, doesn't brush her hair like she's and this is just how she rolls and you know people say stuff to me like aren't you gonna brush your hair aren't you gonna pull her hair back and I was like I ask her if she wants me to and if she says no I don't I'm not going to I'm not gonna do it if that's not what she wants I'm gonna let and everybody's like I just don't get it you're always dressed so nice and put together and like your hair is always done and and I'm like yeah but that's she's not me right this is her and I'm just gonna let her be her and if nobody is saying anything to her and she's not feeling self-conscious about it, why, why mess with it? Well, all of our kids have gone through different phases mm-hmm. too. Like, you know, my my one daughter, we called her, um, oh, what was Michael Jackson's one blanket? Blanket, you, yes. Okay, so she went through this like... <laughs> 
I don't know where this is going. <laughs> Didn't he put masks on them? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. she went through this weird phase where she was wearing like masks everywhere and like multiple costumes <laughs> and like you couldn't even tell and she would have a wig on. That oh my was, like, God, that's amazing. fabulous. But it was like the Rapunzel wig, but it wasn't matted. Yeah. And so it, so we called her Joe Dirt for a while too. <laughs> yes. Like it, we, <laughs> So, but that was her for a long time. Yeah. And now she wears athleisure wear. Like that's right. what she wants to wear. She's not wearing dresses. She's not wearing costumes. Yeah. She doesn't want pretty things in her hair. She's just not there anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. They all go through phases. Right. Exactly. The Joe Dirt face was one of my favorites. Yes. But that's, that's so, so funny. Great. Oh my gosh. I love that. Oh my gosh. And I have said on here multiple times that like, I feel like my daughter has like surpassed it. I hate to break everyone's hearts. No. No. She I don't said, think we ever really can. Like, my daughter is, like, the most gorgeous yeah. person I feel like. And a lot of people feel that way. They say it all the time. I'm like, well, she doesn't think it. But she, and the reason is she's different from what everybody looks. She's like, well, they're just not going to like me because I'm not tall and super skinny. Like, so that is, <gasps> oh. you know, like, how everyone kind of looks the same. Yeah. yeah, and that's how you want to look in middle school. You don't want to stand out, mm-hmm. you know. And she just stands out because she's Ooh. just a little bit different, and it's just so sad. And I'm like, oh, I was like, I wish you wouldn't. And I and I said something, and she was like, that was the meanest thing you've ever said to me. And I was like, what? I said I didn't mean it for that. And I was like, I just wish you knew how beautiful you were because this is the most beautiful you'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> I Whoops. didn't mean it like that no, at but, all. But, but what I is meant that, was, like, you want to be like, appreciate. Please yes. appreciate. Look at your yes. Now it was Young, such love. Beautiful likeness. Like, just please appreciate. Because I look back at pictures and I'm like, Amy, yeah. you thought you were so hideous. Right. right. You're so silly. But it's, so, it's hard. so hard. I don't think you can escape it. And I think that as parents, all we can do is like be neutral and just say like, okay, well, you know, without saying good or bad. I don't you find that one of the best attributes though somebody can have is confidence. I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. about yes. a man sitting in a chair yeah. and like yes. leaning back and not caring, or the pictures mm-hmm. where like they don't care what the pictures look like. They're just no. gonna take it. They don't care if it looks like shit. They don't care. Right. That's just what they look like. But I think too, when you're going through that in middle school and in high school, you don't have that confidence to back up right who you yeah. are yet. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that comes with time. It. I mean, I hopefully she gets it way before me because mine was like 40s. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I mean, but, you know, eventually it'll ha- and I think it'll happen younger for our kids. I really do, because yeah. I think that it happened younger for us than mm-hmm. our parents. And then, you know, yeah. it'll, it'll go like it that. never happened for oh. my mom. She was still critical about herself mm. up until she passed. Like she just that was a cycle I had to break really hard. And I had to say to her, too, like. Mom, I know you feel this way. It breaks my heart that you feel this way. Please don't say those things in front of our kids. Like, please. Yeah. Yeah. And and she was like, I'm sorry. And she would try to, but she just would always say, like, I'm old and fat. I'm old and fat. Like, it was just all the time. We've had some conversations like that. So Lila is nine. And so we've had some conversations about body. And I don't know where it's coming from. You know, I I don't feel like I've said it the F word. I haven't right. said fat mm-hmm. ever right. in front right. of her because right. I just don't feel like that's Mm-mm. a word. Yeah. And yeah. even when she said it, I'm like, that's not a nice word. We don't use that word. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's even asked me, like I said, oh, you're just getting bigger. That's why your clothes don't fit. She goes, what do you mean? Like I'm getting fat? Oh. And I said, no, honey. I said, think about when you were a baby. When you mm-hmm. were a baby, you were this small right. and we fed you so that you would get bigger. Yeah, and right. so that's what we do. Our bodies are constantly growing. And she's even asked about the scale before and like, 
and I don't weigh myself in front of her, but if she's ever caught me weighing myself, I tell her when we get older, our weight can tell us different things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like my, this is my normal where I am right now. So if all of a sudden I lose a bunch of weight, then something might be wrong with me. Right. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, if I gain a bunch of weight in a month, something might be wrong with me. So it's okay when we yeah. get a little bit older, just to be mindful of what our bodies are doing mm-hmm. as we get older. But that's a really know. great what thing to do? say. I don't know. No, that's I think excellent. Those are, great. those are really great pieces of advice, I think. Not there, because I can't have a scale. Like, once you have, like, I feel like once you do an eating disorder thing, like, you just can't. I can't. I have to turn around at the doctors. I have to ask them to not weigh me. Yeah. And I wish I could break that. I wish I could just look at that number and be like, but it's, eh, awesome. and be it's okay just a number. It. Whatever. Just, I don't know why we put so much. Em- I mean, it really is. I think it's just the changes in our body. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm at a point now where I... Gosh, I tr- my husband lost like 30 pounds doing intermittent fasting. Yeah, right. That's all he did. Yeah. Yep. He was like, oh, I'll just start eating at 11. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll just start eating at 11 too. I've lost zero weight. <laughs> nothing. I've been doing it since March. Lost nothing. And now my body's just used to like not eating until 11. Uh-huh. So I'm not even hungry until then now. But it just, nothing's changed. I'll just eat from 11 to 8. No problem. No problem. Yeah. I'll just stop. I'll just stop. My husband does the same thing. He'll be like, oh, I'll change this one thing. And then it's, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll just stop eating the desserts or cake. Yeah. One thing, right? Like not Mm -hmm. like, I'm not talking like, you know, carbs. I'm just saying like sugar. One thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gone. It's, I I don't know. It's just different. And it, it, and I'm sure that there's a lot of it too with stress for women too. Like we hold on to things. But since we're talking about clothes, yeah, I've had oh, a question for you, Heather. Oh, let's do it. Let's for quite it. some time. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. But six minutes when we're on the show is never enough time. Yeah. And you're asking the questions. So anyways, <laughs> here's my question for you. And mm-hmm. I and I, I know I think I know the answer. But, like, do you have to buy all of your own clothes? <laughs> and can you wear the same thing twice? Yes. Uh, so, okay. I can wear the same thing twice. We have... I haven't found it. I've really loved <laughs> We have a wonderful partnership with Macy's and Simon. So um, we get outfits to wear, which you'll see at the end of the show. It'll say like a credit for Macy's and Simon. Mm -hmm. Um, So we get several outfits over a two week span. Okay. So I I think I get like six outfits a week or two every two weeks. Nice. But I change clothes for both PTL and for Oh my gosh, you wear something different. Yes. How have I not noticed that? I didn't notice that either. Yeah. So um, I will Are rotate. You like, why though? Is yes. it because it's a different look? I think they want the show to feel different because and it's new the same fresh. person. Okay, okay. So mm-hmm. it feels fresh. Um, so anyways, yeah, I changed my clothes. It's uh, it's a lot to keep up with. I don't know. I, I just try and get creative. Like the other day, I pulled out a, a neck scarf mm-hmm. the other day. Like I, yeah. when's the last time I've right. worn it? So I just, I'm starting to get a little bit more creative with what I have. Yeah. Love Marshall's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, a lot of my stuff, like, it's funny, some of my stuff from my uh, my first pregnancy, that's all gone. After my second baby, like, some of that stuff still exists, and I'll try it on again, and it doesn't fit anymore. So I'm starting to wean through some of the clothes yeah. that I have that just aren't going to fit me again and just right. getting rid of them. And uh, I'll probably have to go shopping in the spring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that'll be lovely. Yes. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, I don't know how. I just change things like blazers and mm-hmm. change the t-shirts and wear jeans a lot more than I used to. Yeah. I don't know. 
I've been recently inspired. So there was this phase in news and on air stuff where, where women were just wearing like the sleeveless dresses. Like it was like the yeah. same yeah. sleeveless yeah. dress. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like some short sleeves started to pop back in. But again, same cut. It's like right above the knee. Mm -hmm. Same. And it's all the same. I've been recently inspired by Erica Moke. She's one of our newest anchors. She wears pants all the time and I love them. Oh, oh nice. nice. I'm like, bring on the pants. Yeah. 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 I don't know. They Let's just go look back. so. They just look so good. That's fun. So good. Can you believe that there was a time where that was unacceptable? Was it Mary Tyler Moore that was the first one woman that wore pants, pants on right. on the I can't air? Even I, I'm telling Listen, you. Listen, it's not that long ago because somebody was shamed for not wearing pantyhose. That's true. right. <laughs> so you know we're not that far back. I, it could be anything. I like that jean dress thing you had on the other day. Oh, that's from Express. I did buy that. That was yeah. very cute. It reminded me a little bit of Barbie and, yeah, and, it did. and kind of 80s. Mm -hmm. It reminded know? me of like when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. Like she woman, like, like <laughs> this is where my boobs are. I don't know what it was. Yes, <laughs> like the, the little outline. The outline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I thought that was so cool. In like, case you were wondering. This is where they are. <laughs> They're still up here. It was like a suit of armor. That's what I felt like. I love it. I love that. Yeah. I had to buy that one. <laughs> Do you feel like as a woman that you get more, like, does David get the same kind of critique on PTL? Does he get people saying things about his outfits or about his body changing or things like that? No. Or is it just, it's just you? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think he gets different criticism and, you know, David, um, gosh, I don't know if I, we I need to meet him. We do. David's a wonderful, yeah. a wonderful man. And I he think that he'd be like okay it. with me talking about this, but you know, he, he, has lived a life that is much different. He's mm -hmm. a gay man and it was a very different time when he first came on the air. Sure, and so right. doing PTL has allowed him this platform to speak very openly about his relationship. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he gets criticism from it, but I think that there's a part of him that worries that there will be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, he, he still gets some emails from time to time, but you know, our, he, damn, not, that gives me some hope in Pittsburgh. It does give me hope. Jeez. I feel like we're, I feel like Pittsburgh is kind of segmented where we have these pockets that are very progressive and open and accepting yeah. and loving of, of everyone. And then these pockets that are just very much not. Right. And so I, I'm just hoping maybe those people just aren't watching and that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, it gets to a point where if you don't like the show or you don't like the people, sure, then right. just don't, don't watch, watch it. it. Right. You know, don't, you don't have to follow my Facebook page mm -hmm. and comment or follow me on Instagram or, you know, just don't watch it. That's mm -hmm. okay. Like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. I can't change me. He can't change him. Mm -hmm. So you guys have a lot of fun together. Oh, yeah. That's like your favorite. Huh? I do. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I know. I, I love great. it. I love hearing you talk about it because it does seem like you have a ton of fun with him. Well, mm -hmm. just just as you two were talking about, there's work. Yeah. And people don't always see the work that goes mm -hmm. into having fun. But if you are the memory maker in your house, that's the best way I can explain it, is that you have to do all of the work so that that one moment yes. can be magical. Right. And that it can be fun for everybody. And it is a task and a burden. And yet at the same time, it gives you some amount of joy yeah. because you are able to do that. Yeah. So are you guys the memory makers? Oh yes. my God, yeah. Wait, yes. it's not just the memory makers. This isn't talked about enough, but the memory keepers. Oh, mm -hmm. oh the Those stress. are two really stressful oh, things. And very different. Yes. And they Because both... you're worried about when you're making those memories, I need to document oh, this. Who's taking the picture? 
I know. And that's a lot of pressure. And it's not just a social media thing. I feel like I need to take pictures because this is going to sound so terrible, but I forget. Yes. Like I'll look at pictures and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I forgot we did that. My biggest struggle right now is that everything is on my phone and, and like school the school emails the school is on Mm -hmm. Facebook and Mm -hmm. they're posting stuff oh you didn't see it on Facebook well you have to go to Facebook so my kids will say to me you're you're on your phone why are you always on your phone and I'm like because I have to do everything everything like it's it's not coming in the mail I can't write out the check to send back to the school no I have to pay them online and I have to like it's just everything is on my phone and it is the most frustrating thing I wish that I did not have to do it yeah well I went this summer on a cruise and I pretended I told the whole family that there was no internet and we couldn't even pay for it. So just, we didn't have it. So yeah. seven days without it was like the best oh, thing so ever. And of course you get back and you're like, I'm never doing it again. Well, you have to, Yeah, yeah. there's <laughs> no, to. like you can't, mm-hmm. you know, because in my email today were four emails about her play and like the next practice and then three emails from school. And tomorrow, not only does she have her first practice, but I have open house and then we have to meet with our trainer. And if I don't right. meet with the trainer, then blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I can't. And all that's coming from emails. It's all in my in phone. various places. And I have to reply to everybody. My husband took the kids out today because the kids need school shoes mm-hmm. and they go to a Catholic school. So it's white or black shoes, no markings on them. Oh my gosh. They need khaki or blue skirts or skirts, And like the, everything is so it's, it's very simple because mm-hmm. this is what all you need, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So he took them out for five hours looking for shoes today. He could not find them. So as soon as I got home from work, I had to get on my phone yep. and look online. Mm-hmm. And so as, immediately when I get home, I am distracted and not spending time mm-hmm. with my family. And now looking online, I found the shoes. I ordered them. It took me 20 minutes. But yeah, still. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's the, I think the frustrating thing about all of that. Do you feel like you have to document a lot too, because of who you are? I don't, yeah, sometimes, but I'm getting to this weird space where I don't want to share my family anymore. I've seen it more and more, and I don't know if you are seeing this where people are putting like emojis over their kids' faces or like blurring them out, but I don't know what they're going to want. Like, right. And what's happening to their, have you, did you guys see the really creepy AI thing? Yes. I just watched it last night. It creeped me the hell out. No, fill me in. Okay. So they took this little girl and I don't even know if she was real I don't remember her name. Yeah. I think they might've just been like a promo thing yeah so they aged her and like then put a voice to her mm-hmm. and so they took this image of what could be your child and aged them and put a voice to them and were able to create an ai person no ah and it, you just we, none of us know what technology is going to look like in 10 years and 15 years and 20 years like by the time they're adults and what all of that is going to look like and so my likeness is out there who knows what will happen mm-hmm. um i don't know that i can stop that and we create content that's what we do for mm-hmm. a living right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i don't know that i can stop that but i don't know what they're gonna want sure right so it gets really oh, that tricky. made my stomach do flips well, it's it was unknown. creepy. It was really creepy. I was like, oh, I don't want to watch it to the end. I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> it made me uncomfortable. It's weird. I will say, um, Sunny Abada, who used to anchor at KDKA, she does her her own podcast and mm-hmm. blog. She lives in Florida now. She told me that she hired digital manager who came in and organized all of her photos. <gasps> yes. Oh, I need this. Yes. She said, for the amount of stress and anxiety it took yes. away from her, it was worth every penny. I don't know how much cost she didn't tell me, but she said that it like they they came in, they organized all their pictures, they even did photo albums for her. 
Oh my, oh my gosh. goodness. I know. We have to find this, right? Like yes, you immediately so, think. Because here's the yes. problem. And I keep telling myself, stop doing this. I'll take 10. Yeah. And yes. then I won't go back through and pick and the one. Them. Yeah. And so now I've got these 10. ten and have I tried all the apps that say they can do it for you? Oh, yeah. I have. I they know. don't work. I know. I know. I created a photo album for my first daughter and none of the other ones. <laughs> because that's I, how, yeah, that's how it goes. And it's, it's yeah. lovely. I love this photo album and I wish that my other kids had it. I and I was like, oh, every year I'm going to do a photo album <laughs> documenting what 2020 looked like, you know, whatever. But yeah. My daughter, my older daughter, so there's seven years between the two, and she has so many photo books. And my son was like, um, why aren't there any of me? And so I, like, hurried up and went on Shutterfly, you know, old school, and, like, made a bunch of them. And I was like, look, here they are. They just came in the mail. But it's the memory. Yeah. It's, like, you, to your point, the, the memory, memory maker. Memory and the memory keeper yes. is a whole job. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, so my grandmother uh, showed me a photo album before she had passed. Um, and she had these amazing outfits on, amazing swimsuits, amazing everything. You know, it's the, the 60s and 70s, mm -hmm. and she's wearing these really cool clothes. And I was like, do you still have any of this? And she says, no. So then I started to save some of my clothes for my kids. And I'm oh, like, I love that. Yeah, you're right. Where do I put them? Oh, exactly. <laughs> Where do I keep them? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing with them. Yeah. They're just sitting there and I'm thinking, yeah. they're not going to want any of this right. stuff. Maybe. But I've kept it now for 20 years yeah, for them yeah. to decide that. And to me, it's like, is that worth 20 now years what? Yeah. of me thinking about it? Like 20 years of taking up brain Mind space. space. Yep. Yeah. I do have, this is going to make me sound like such a softie. I guess I am. But I have the shirt still that I was wearing when I met my husband. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I have my wedding dress, obviously, but what uh, am I going to do with that? Like, why do I have that even? I know it's a very sentimental thing and it's a big purchase. And but what are you supposed to do with it? I'm going to put my left toe in mine. That's how <laughs> it'll fit. Same. Uh, I still have a Hooters tank top from oh my when my God. husband and I went on a road trip. Nice. Across it before we had kids right yeah. after college. And I still have this Hooters Topeka, Kansas tank top. Oh, oh Topeka, wow. Kansas. That's Topeka, great. Kansas. I love that. Shout That's out right. Kansas friends. <laughs> Everything about that is perfect. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, when you meet all of these people, does it? So this is because this is how I feel sometimes when I'm doing this podcast. Does it stress you out that you can't be friends with all of them? Yes. <laughs> like I lay in bed and think we do, about we it. Think about like, especially like the people that just really impacted impact me. you. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh my god, why am I not? But the, there's just not enough space and time in life to be friends with everybody. But you meet a lot. I do meet a lot of people, but there are people that I find an instant connection with, like mm -hmm. you guys, and yeah. I, I love hanging out with you, and I love this, and it, it makes me feel like, oh, we could be friends. Yes, yes we could. Right? And, and when we Kelly... We were best friends <laughs> as soon as we met. Yeah. <laughs> when Kelly from Star 100 yes. comes on, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're like best friends, yeah. right? And I hope that she feels the same. I think she, she, she does. Definitely, she definitely does. She calls I me babe, exactly. so I feel like I'm in <laughs> yeah, yes. a little bit. You're in. Um, but yet there, there are certain people that you just feel that instant connection mm -hmm. with, and that's what we're all looking for yeah. is connection. And so when I have time, I mm -hmm. hope that they'll be around. Yeah. Do you Do you guys know Aaron Kleiber? Do you no. by chance know him? Mm -mm. He's a local guy. He's really funny. He's a comedian. And I just texted him. I haven't talked to him in months. And I was like, hey, where have you been? Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's only been on our show a couple of times on PTL. Um, but, you know, we we connected somehow, some way. And I have loved getting to know him and his family. I did a podcast with him once. And, yeah. Um, 
But I think that if someone is truly a friend and you make a good connection and that connection exists, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how much time yeah. has gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like they're always happy to hear from yeah. you and you're yes. always happy to hear from them. And because life is. is a lot. Yeah. So it's so nice to be able to have those people that you can just pick up with and just be like, hey. Yeah. Yeah. We had um, the lieutenant governor on today. Oh, that's awesome. And his wife, Blair, and they're expecting their first. And so we Aww. did this parent panel about wow. what to expect when yes. you're expecting, like the book. You remember? Yes. Yeah. Um, and so we did this great parent panel. We were talking to them. And, you know, it was right before the interview, it was like, I feel like maybe I should be more intimidated or feel more nervous. <laughs> like, yeah. I hope I don't mess this up. This feels like a very big deal. And right. yet... I'm not feeling that pressure. And so that to me, I don't know. That speaks to who they are. Maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's that's great. great. Do you also find when you're talking to all of these people, so like in all three of our positions here in what we do, we talk to people that are in some heavy situations. And Mm -hmm. so you feel the impact of that. Yeah. Do you feel like you take that on? And then do you feel like a sort of responsibility to do something? And then it's like overwhelming almost. I think I'm learning a lot right now. Mm-hmm. I'm learning a lot more and using it in a more positive way than maybe I would have when I was, you know, when I was talking about mm-hmm. during the pandemic, when there was sure. like almost unusable information for me personally. Right. Yeah. Um, like I just got to a point where I couldn't talk about something bad happening to a kid again. Mm. But, you know, if we have someone come on to talk about, um, foster care like I know that the situation is terrible for these children and and you know they're trying to make it better but to me it's like there are people here they're yeah. talking to me about helping yeah so I try and take it on in a different way and see the positive and see the light and that's mm-hmm. that's to me is so much I don't know it's so much more relieving to know that there are people that are doing the work that is it's like healthy boundaries to too. Yeah. yeah yeah it's like having those boundaries to say like what can I actually do about this? Yeah. Oh, but I can spread the word of the people who are doing the mm-hmm. thing. Doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just, it's so much different. It's, I'm in a much different place and space and there's still a lot of hard work and it's still stressful, but it's just in a much different way, in a manageable way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a way that it feels like it's helping mm-hmm. someone, hopefully. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. <laughs> we actually had people reach out and say that they used some of the tips that we gave on um, when we were talking about this past time. We talked about conflict resolution mm-hmm. and like how to have a conversation with conflict. Yeah. And um, somebody reached out and said, I used some of the things that you guys shared on the show. So the, the that. people that you're having on are making an impact on people. I and really, yeah. One of our, and I talked to you guys about doing a segment with Holly Wilbanks. Yes. She is one that we just instantly connected yeah. with. And I was like, you have to come back on. We love you and she has she's come back on several times and um and she gives great tips too about yeah. like what to do in and like a job that you don't want to be in or ai in uh your resume and like what your resume should look like like stuff well, that i can't you wait to, to meet her i'm excited yeah. to meet her and have some things to talk to her about off air <laughs> yeah but you know yeah well i mean she's she's really great and so we've met these really wonderful people and made some really good connections and it's and it all seems like it's just helpful information yeah i love your outlook because a job like this can be overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, well, we won't take up too much of your more of your time. We're going to let you go. Um, but are there any last words you want to say to our audience? Because we do have 
over 40 countries listening. <gasps> Stop so, it. Yes. Anything but, worldwide you want to spread, Heather? Uh, keep listening to the unqualified therapist. <laughs> Aww, you guys are you. as real in person Aww. as you come across on the podcast. Thank I've loved you. getting to know you, know you through this process. And it's just, yeah, just so happy to be here. We're Thank so happy you. to have you. You're coming back and we're just going to just make that, put that in stone right now. It's <laughs> I mean, there's, there. there's, there's bigger plans that we're manifesting over here. For <laughs> okay, us. good. Good. Yes. You, won't yes. e- you, you won't even believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. We're so thankful this for your really time. Really, really fun. Oh, Thank so you. Fun. Yeah. Thank you. Now, when we have six minutes on air, I'll be like, "What's that even?" Uh, exactly. <laughs> as we're approaching two hours at this point. Yeah, exactly. I know. Have fun <laughs> editing. Yeah. It's gonna be a fun time. That's all right. I might just leave this one as is, and people can, or maybe we'll just put ha- the other half on Patreon, and only oh, those yeah. folks get That's to. Right. That's right. Yep. You guys. Now you're yes. thinking. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for thank coming. You. Thank we you, really Heather. appreciate you. And thank you, Pittsburgh and the rest of the world for listening. Remember, stay wild. And Weird Warriors, we love you. To hear the full conversation with Heather Abraham, go head on over to patreon.com slash unqualified therapists, Inc. There you can support us in our mission to end the stigma around mental health. And for doing that, you get this extra special content like extended conversations and early episodes, bonus episodes, guided meditations, yoga classes, so much more that you can find just by supporting us for as little as $5 a month. We appreciate you, those Patreons. We love you so much. You keep our mics on, so we are so thankful for you. Everyone else, head on over, patreon.com slash unqualified therapists, Inc. Thank you so much. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. All episodes are mixed, mastered, and produced by me, Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this one, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. Or share us with a friend, relative, coworker, hairstylist, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. Sharing us not only helps keep the mics on, but it furthers our mission in removing the stigma. If you have a mental health journey you'd like to share, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com or reach out to us on our website, www.unqualifiedtherapists.com. Until next time, hold on, warrior. We're going to make it. Say it now, say it proud, shout it out, make it where we go.